214 on this Friday afternoon, which means, as always, being joined by Brent Lehman from North Adams Schools. Welcome back. Thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, on this chilly afternoon, yes. but uh, uh, but it's uh, it's another great week uh, up at North Adams, and uh, a lot happening, and today marks the end of the first nine weeks. So uh, lots of information today about the usual things that happen at the end of the first nine weeks. But before we get there, I want to just remind people that uh, uh, Belmont Athletics will be in full swing this weekend. Uh, of course, got a football game tonight, but uh, cross country is still participating in the regional. And uh, volleyball is uh, tomorrow uh, over at Norwell, and uh, that's in the sectional. And the girls' soccer is playing in the regional. Uh, so uh, stay tuned, uh, listen up, and uh, cheer on uh, on the Braves uh, as uh, they compete throughout uh, the weekend. Uh, uh, let's see, I forgot. I think we still have some tennis. Um, but anyway, uh, moving back over to the uh, academic scene, so to speak. Um, uh, Belmont High School will be providing a financial aid information night Thursday, October 18th. That's next Thursday at 6 p.m. and it will be in the theater. The hour-long presentation will feature a scholarship presentation from the Cuesta Foundation and a comprehensive financial aid presentation uh, by InvestEd. In order to be eligible to receive state and federal assistance for college, the FAFSA, the infamous FAFSA, FAFSA, will be filed, must be filed by April the 15th. Parents and students can go to www.fafsa.gov and you can download that form. The session on Thursday night is open to all parents and students of all grades, but is critical for juniors and seniors planning to continue their education beyond high school. And I can't emphasize enough, if you're not sure... Do it anyway. Fill it out. <laughs> because you can't, after the deadlines and all that, go, oh, by the way, uh, you can't. So uh, do that. Now, that being said, for those of you that will be attending, please remember we don't have a front entrance to the high school. Well, we have one. You just need hiking shoes to get there and, and uh, that sort of thing. Project's coming along great, but you need to park between the middle school and high school and come in uh, what we call the art side door. It's E1. And there's a temporary sign there that says office entrance. And uh, come in that door and you'll find you'll be right there by the cafeteria. And of course, the theater will be on the left. And while we're talking about entering the high school, that same evening, uh, Thursday, October 18th, uh, the high school will host their parent-teacher conferences. Uh, students will have school that day, uh, normal release time, and everything else stays the same, but then conferences will start at 3.30. Teachers will be seated at tables throughout um, that area uh, of the commons for quick access and uh, if you're a and you'll be able to see which uh, you know who doesn't have a parent right then and you can just move around to the teachers as fits your time schedule student report cards will be available at the table in the front commons as well from our guidance staff and we do look forward to seeing you there so thursday october 18th big night at the high school uh parent teacher conferences starting at 3 30 and then the uh financial aid meeting is uh Thursday night 
um, in that uh, in the auditorium, and that'll start at six. So you can kind of work out both pieces. Now let's move to uh, the elementary schools, Southeast and Northwest. And Southeast parents are invited to join them for parent-teacher conferences on Wednesday, the seventeenth, from three thirty to eight. Parents are welcome to stop by uh, any time that's convenient. And our teachers will be available for brief meetings. Parents will be able to sign in and speak with teachers in the order that you arrive. Northwest will follow a similar procedure, and those will be on Thursday, October the 18th. So if you have any questions, you can contact those schools uh, to learn more details. Now you might say, well, what happened to the middle school? Those of you that have middle school uh, students, you will remember that you had conferences back in uh, September. And so uh, that is already taken care of. But next week, Southeast on Wednesday night and the high school and Northwest on Thursday. Coming out to the uh, football game, uh, the Belmont High School National Honor Society will be holding their annual Coats Because We Care drive. How fitting to have a coat drive on the day that uh, it forgets to warm up. Uh, but uh, Decatur uh, is asked to come out and support their effort. Bring your new or gently used coats to the football game. Students will be at both gates to collect your donations. If you're not planning to stay for the game and you have a coat, Swing through, drop it off. They'll gladly accept your donation. And those, of course, are given to local charities so they can support residents uh, right here in our county. Our monthly edition of Teen Food and Fitness is now available for the month of November. Students and families are encouraged to visit our website or Facebook page to read the latest edition. As always, there are lots of great tips of maintaining your health and wellness. Jenny Mears' second grade classroom recently participated in Stomp Out Bullying Day. That's interesting. You know, we encourage them to stomp it out, but we don't want them to bully people. But uh, uh, I thought that was a catchy name. Most of the students wore the color blue to show their support to stop bullying. The students also conduct conducted a writing assignment, shared ways they could stomp out bullying in their school and classroom. And if you haven't seen the pictures, again, check it out on Facebook. The kids uh, love to share what they're learning, and uh, there's some great pictures there. Just this morning, our sixth grade students from the middle school had a unique and exciting opportunity to take part in a field trip of our downtown Decatur sculpture tour. Uh, some of you may have already seen those on Facebook. There was actually some live video and then lots of pictures. So you know where Leo was uh, <laughs> this morning. Uh, leading up to the field trip, students learned impressive art terminology to help them better understand how sculptures are created. When you're talking with your students over dinner tonight, ask them about what additive and subtractive means. And I don't think we're talking about math when we're talking about the sculptures. Have them share some examples of sculptures that involved each of those terms. And uh, it's just exciting that we can do a field trip like that and they don't have to go very far. Uh, you don't have to travel a distance. It's uh, right here in Decatur. And uh, so um, I just also want to do a special thanks and recognition to the volunteer chaperones that participated with our students today. Not only did the students have a chance to learn about these unique pieces of art around town, but they did so with some very special individuals. 
Sixth grade teacher Becky Rubel shared the following sentiments regarding our chaperones and volunteers. Former Mayor Jean Schultz, who helped start and served as Decatur Sculpture Tour Committee, enjoyed this experience with us. Current Mayor Ken Meyer and City Councilman Craig Koshaw both support Decatur Sculpture Tour, among many other outstanding efforts to support our community. I want to thank Connie Mayer for helping us coordinate this field trip. And we know how passionate she is about Decatur and the Sculpture Tour. Finally, I want to add a thank you to all our teachers and those that helped to make this experience possible. When you carry lessons outside the classroom, those are some of the best memories those students will have. While we're talking about uh, taking things outside the classroom, we had some uh, exciting pictures coming uh, with a special guest who visited the students at Southeast Elementary, Larry Batson. And some of you are beginning to know that name. And yes, that is the Wildlife Education Services. He joined us with his wife and a number of his animals to educate our preschool, kindergarten, and first grade students about animals in the wild. Yes, he is the one that brings the animals right into the school, uh, often has snakes and all sorts of strange creatures. Uh, kids love him. Uh, everybody pretty much likes him, and we're really glad that he keeps a hold of them and keeps them corralled uh, during those those times. As you can imagine, the visit stirred up a lot of excitement as the animals showed their personalities in an up-close setting where students can view them firsthand. It was an experience to remember. The kids absolutely love when Larry comes to visit, so we thank him uh, and, and his wife for their efforts, uh, again, bringing that uh, to our students. Uh, looking ahead in the calendar, uh, next week, uh, I find myself down uh, at a series of meetings at Vincennes University, so Leah will be on tap. Uh, as I've said, she loves it when she gets to fill in. Uh, she does a great job. Uh, and then the next week is fall break, and we won't be doing a show on fall break week. Uh, but uh, keep that in mind, that fall break starts Monday, October 22nd, and there will be no school throughout the week. And uh, we will pick up again. Uh, the end of October, I believe that Monday is the 29th, and uh, that will be the start of school. But don't forget next week yet, we still have school for another week before we start fall break. We uh, had a school board meeting this week and spent a lot of time talking about the project. Lee and I walked the uh, campus, and uh, I believe we had 125 pictures that we took the school board through. Uh, some really cool finished product in many areas. Um, some really dirty and disgusting areas where they've just started tearing out floors and walls. And uh, a whole variety in between. But uh, it is coming along well. We're hoping for uh, a nice long fall. Uh, we don't mind the coolness. Uh, we, we definitely don't need a big... Uh, amount of freezing temperatures yet but uh, things are coming along well and uh, we uh, we're just glad to see pieces coming together uh, just in time for us to go tear up some other place uh, at least for another several months as we we work our way through the project also at the school board meeting we uh, spent a lot of time talking about the budget and um, I've talked about the budget process on this show many times, and it is 
uh, stranger than anything you would ever imagine, but we do it. We follow the laws. We follow the rules. But I do want to remind people again that this new budget that begins in January of 2019 is different than any budget we've built before. There's now going to be an educational fund and an operational fund, and they pretty much explain themselves. The money out of the one fund goes for education needs, and the money out of the other fund goes to operate a school. Sounds pretty simple. It isn't. Um, but uh, we're talking about a budget that's going to be very similar to the one from last year. Um, the tax rate, uh, and as I've said before on this show, we submit a budget and then the state basically cuts a bunch of stuff out and ends up setting the tax rate. We expect that to be very, very similar to last year. But to be real honest, we don't know until we get the paperwork back. And um, knowing that they do that, uh, we certainly ask for a lot more money than we think we're going to get. And uh, it, we know about what those estimates are going to be. Uh, I've always said beforehand, just tell us at the start and we'll build it to that number. But we play the game. All the schools play the game. And so that'll come back in uh, probably mid-December. We'll know exactly what those numbers are. And then we have to go to the budget we built and go from line to line and subtract money here, subtract money there. Uh, and, and just so you know, we, we prepare for that when we think about what we're doing when we build the budget. Um, but that's, uh, that process is now uh, in the hands of the state. That was all submitted uh, the day after the budget. And um, I don't think you'll see anything too different as we move into 2019. We'll still be purchasing two or three buses. Uh, we'll still be doing some capital projects work, although um, not exactly sure what all those are. Most of those will be emergency type things. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of money on something that might still get torn up with the project. And, uh, but once the project is done uh, in uh, August of 2019, there, were, there is a whole list of things we would have liked to have done, but uh, there just weren't enough dollars to do that. We've started that list, and we'll start using capital projects money going forward then to say, okay, we really would have wanted to do this, so now we'll be able to do it with these dollars and try to begin addressing uh, those areas where we just didn't have enough money. And I want to remind people, talked about this two years ago, um, when we first put our list together, we needed to spend $60 million, and we only had $35 million. So uh, there's plenty of things we'd still like to do, and we will continue to do those uh, once uh, the project's done, and that's what we had to build into this budget going forward. Uh, with that, that's probably more numbers than some people wanted to know today, uh, and uh, we'll just draw it to a close with that. Now, on that note, we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Okay. And that's Brent Lehman from North Adams Schools. This is Channel Z, 92.7 FM.